You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young. Did you know that senior dogs are one of the most at risk populations in shelters? These settled, sweet animals in the second half of their lives are often abandoned by their owners for various reasons, ending up at shelters where over 4 million animals are euthanized each year. There's a book just out that could help change that highlighting a series of wonderful stories about senior rescues and the lives they've changed. It's called My Old Dog, Rescued Pets with Remarkable Second Acts. And we have with us today, to talk seniors, co-author Laura Coffey, one of her story subjects, Madeline Weber, and American Animal Hospital Association's Dr. Heather Lenzer. We'll learn more about the book and some of the unexpected joys of senior pets and what you need to know if you're considering adopting one. We've got a lot to cover, so let's take a short break from our sponsor, go grab your favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back after a short pause. It's hard to find time for your furry family member. That's where Camp Bow Wow comes in. All-day play and overnight camp, daycare and boarding for dogs. Everything is included. Large play areas for fun and exercise. Spacious cabins, comfy cots, even live camper cams to watch from a computer or smartphone. Camp Bow Wow offers the best care and is the place to go where a dog can be a dog. For locations and more information, visit CampBowWow.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jody Miller-Young, your host. Adopting senior pets. Should we? Shouldn't we? Will our time with them be too short and painful for us? Will there be a lot of problems? Or will we be inviting into our lives a sweet, grateful, loving, and settled pet, happy to sit by our sides and love us no matter what? Our guests today have either heard all the reasons why or why not to adopt a senior, or they've lived it themselves and are here to tell us the water's not only fine, it's wonderful and healing. Let me introduce you to our guests. Laura Coffey is a writer, editor, and producer at Today.com the online platform of NBC's The Today Show, and co-author with photographer Lori Fusaro of My Old Dog. Madeline Weber is one of Laura's story subjects in the book, and Dr. Heather Lenzer is the veterinary advisor, profession and public affairs of the American Animal Hospital Association. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi, hi. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. We've got a lot of people on. (laughs) So we have a lot to talk about. Senior pets languishing in shelters present a crisis of conscience today, really. Like their human counterparts, we often don't afford seniors in our society the um, reverence or the respect that they've earned from years of experience they've accumulated and the perspective that gives them. And in the case of dogs, the years of loving service they've given to us. 
That's why I was so drawn to your book, Laura. These are rich stories that capture the grace within the dogs and the humans they rescued. This book has received so many accolades from people like Animal Advocate and NBC News correspondent Jill Rappaport, from celebrity trainer Victoria Stilwell, from American Humane Association President Dr. Robin Gansert, and more. But I'd like to begin the show by reading the quote from Jennifer Kachnick, president of the Gray Muzzle Organization, the preeminent advocate for senior dogs in this country, because to me, it captures what this book is about. Jennifer says, old dogs have so much to teach us about patience, respect, responsibility, loyalty, and unconditional love. I could not put this book down, and I don't think anyone could read it and not be moved to go out and help an older dog. Very powerful words. Laura, let's start with you. What inspired the writing of this book? Well, this book project began because of a story I wrote for Today.com back in 2013. Um, I actually wrote a feature story about the wonderful photographer you mentioned, Lori Fusaro. She's incredibly talented. She lives in Los Angeles, and she had started a very special senior dog photography project that I spotted online. Lori had been volunteering and dedicating her time on the weekends to visit some very overcrowded Los Angeles County shelters. And she would go there on the weekends and donate her time to take very high quality photographs of the dogs there and cats to try to increase their chances of getting adopted and finding homes. And in the process of going week after week, she kept noticing that the older dogs were very rarely making it out of the shelter. It was really weighing on her. Finally, one day she couldn't take it. She wound up taking a senior dog home. She named the dog Sunny. The dog had been uh-huh. named Shady in the shelter, but she gave the dog a more optimistic name. I, Sunny. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she took home the 16-year-old dog who really wasn't doing well. She thought that the dog might live just a few weeks at max. The dog clearly had some health issues. But once Sunny made it out of the shelter, she thrived. She just blossomed. And she lived with Lori and Lori's husband, Daryl, for almost three years. <laughs> lived to be almost 19 years old. And so it just really affected Lori so profoundly that she tried to do a really special senior dog photography project to show just how much older animals still have to offer and how wonderful they are. And I spotted that project online and I did a feature story on her. We ran a photo gallery of some of Lori's amazing photographs and it just went crazy. It went viral. It got shared, 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 and ultimately led to um, the opportunity for us to team up and do the book together. Fantastic. Um, It just goes to show that when people are presented with the moving information really about seniors and, you know, that have really no more options, but are taken in and the joy they bring, that they respond. They definitely respond. One of those people is Nico Case. The foreword in your book is by Grammy Award winning singer songwriter Nico Case. Why did you choose Nico? You know, Nico Case is a wonderful human being all the way around, but but her whole life, she's really loved animals. She's an ambassador for Best Friends Animal Society, which has a very strong no-kill philosophy as a leader in the no-kill movement. And because of her love of senior dogs specifically, we approached her. Lori is now the staff photographer at Best Friends Animal Society. So through Best Friends, we were able to approach Nico Case and ask her if she'd be interested in this. And she jumped at the opportunity and provided this incredibly moving forward where she opens up about how much dogs helped her through her, you know, pretty difficult childhood and how animals have always been there for her. And they they provide this unconditional love and you can count on them to be there for you no matter what. They never say the wrong thing. They're always there. They make coming home kind of a a celebration. So we were so grateful to her for providing that 
forward. It, it's it's really it's pretty powerful. It is very powerful. I loved it. You know, one of the stories in the book filled with also very powerful stories focuses on the important aspect of how seniors can help seniors in so many ways. For Madeline Weber, a 75-year-old who'd unexpectedly lost Ron, her husband of 43 years, followed by her longtime canine companion, Charlie, life looked pretty grim. After spiraling into a depression, it took a plucky little Shih Tzu named Maddie to turn things around. Madeline, you weren't sure you wanted to open your heart to another dog, and Maddie wasn't the first senior rescue you chose at the time. Tell us how you came to visit Muttville Senior Rescue and what happened when you did. Well, my daughter was getting very concerned. I live alone in California, and my children live out of the state. And my daughter came home, and she saw how I had changed. I had withdrawn. I wasn't showing much energy. And she had heard from friends, take your mom to Muttville. And I liked the name. I mean, it sounded really good. But I didn't know if that's what I wanted. And so we went to Muttville, and uh, I kind of wanted a Shih Tzu because they aren't too big, and they don't shed a lot. And I had heard about these dogs. So anyhow, I saw a little dog there named Max. And he, he came over, and he sat on my daughter's feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we're supposed to take this dog. So I took him home. He was 10 or in that neighborhood. And blind, and, uh, right? He was blind as well. And he couldn't see well. But that dog was so elated to be in my house. It gave me great joy. He would go in the yard and roll and roll in the grass. Like, ah, oh, this is heaven. Kind of like his comforter outside. So they told me that I should foster him till he has been neutered, and uh, a week later, I took him to the doctor they suggested, and uh, I got a phone call, and uh, they said, are you home? And I said, I'm on my way. They said, we'll call you back. I got home, and they said, Max passed away. Mm -hmm. I absolutely was devastated. I mean, I enjoyed this little being so much, and in my life was beginning to turn a corner. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I guess I'm just not meant to have a dog. And then I came home one day, and this beautiful, huge box of flowers was sitting at my doorstep with a sympathy card from Muttville. And I thought, wow, that is really unusual. And they said, we're so sorry for your loss. And then a follow-up phone call came, and they said, we don't know what you think about this, but we want to give you the opportunity. A dog is coming up from Fresno, and a little Shih Tzu. Would you like to come and see her before we put her up for adoption? And I said, let me think about it. So I called a friend and I said, "Uh, Mary Helen, I don't want to do anything dumb. So would you go with me to look at this dog? So we drove to the city and we went upstairs and it's such a sweet place where they have these beds for the older dogs and a table mat. So Mary Helen and I sat on the table mat and my dog was sitting, sunning herself in the window on the table mat. And I took a look at her, and she looked at me, got up, came over, and put her head on my lap. Oh, my God. And I said, Mary Helen, I don't care what you say. I'm taking this dog. <laughs> and uh, and I said, could you tell me her name? And uh, they said, Maddie. I said, that's what I was called all my youth with the name Madeline. And I said, that must be some sort of song I'm supposed to have this dog. Well, I have to tell you, I couldn't have a better dog for me. My life just, my life turned around. Yes, and, uh, yes. I, we're going to talk more about but, that, absolutely. But it sounds like a match made in heaven. And uh, what I hated so much was the silence in my house. 
when I would come through the door, now I had the dog, and there was this happy little face, wagging tail. Do you know she has so much joy that we were walking past the library one day, and a person stopped their truck to get out and tell me how cute she was. <laughs> we We talked to everybody. I mean, I can't even have a cup of coffee outdoors of Starbucks that people don't talking to me about my dog. So my well, life was changed. Absolutely. I mean, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about how senior pets can add a richness. And for you, Madeline, at times a purpose to one's life. And in all these cases that Laura highlights, such love. Dr. Heather, tell us about what you've seen in the field, pros and cons, and, and how adopting seniors has impacted the lives of both the dogs and those who share their lives. It's absolutely magical to see the bond that, that is created with senior dogs and the people that rescue them. And in Madelon's case, where we have two seniors finding them themselves, it is, it's probably my favorite interaction in an exam room because everyone is just so grateful for the other. I really enjoy getting these dogs in tip-top condition. Myself and a lot of other great veterinarians will follow the American Animal Hospital Association's a senior care guidelines and ask your veterinarian if they follow those because they really leave no stone unturned when it comes to not only reversing what's happened to these dogs if they've been in a situation of neglect, but mm -hmm. once they're in tip-top shape, just maintaining that for as long as possible. We talked about the dog that had lived from 16 to 19 after she was rescued, yeah. and I'm sure that was all due to a lot of love. And some veterinary care. Not necessarily, doesn't need to necessarily be super expensive, um, but having a good relationship with a veterinarian is absolutely key. Absolutely agreed. The love is such a powerful factor, and that combined with, you know, the good care of a vet, good dog, everything else. Yeah, some of these dogs can live a much longer time than one would think, as in Lori's case, too, Laura. Let's hold that thought. We're going to take a short break from our sponsors, so don't go away because George Clooney, the Nordstroms, and more are next. So refresh that beverage, get cozy, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. Get the stinky dog away from me. Bad breath and bad gas. Petey stopped eating. All his hair fell out. Itching, licking, missing fur. At least $5,000 in vet bill. Creams, antibiotics, sprays. No results. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. The shedding is stopped and the itching is stopped. Her coat is not soft, it's silky, it's healthy and shiny and glossy. She's got life, she's got energy. Tons of energy, no more bad smell. Dynavite's the bomb. Dynavite is the best thing that's ever happened to my dogs, you know, besides me, of course. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Dynavite for life. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Are you having trouble getting the word out about your new pet product or invention? Let WhiteGate PR open the gate to your marketing and public relations efforts. We've been specializing in public relations in the pet industry for over a decade. 
From press releases to media relations and publicity to pet trade shows and launch events to social media, the pet-friendly team at WhiteGate PR has you covered. If you listen to the wise words of Bill Gates, he says, if I had $1 left, I'd spend it on PR. Learn more at whitegatepr.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger with Jody Miller Young on Pet Life Radio. Laura, you shared an observation from rescuers in the book that I loved. You said, rescuers say the most grateful canines are older dogs from loud, disorienting shelters who receive get-out-of-jail cards. Often, within 15 minutes of starting new lives in loving homes with soft beds, they fall asleep in that most vulnerable of dog positions, on their backs, bellies exposed, paws flopped contentedly in the air. That paints such a powerful picture. I mean, I get teary just reading that. After traveling the country, you and Lori, in search of your stories, is this the sentiment you've heard from those who've adopted seniors that you've met? It absolutely is. People who take in an older animal who had run out of options consistently say it's the best thing they ever did. They never, ever regret it. And it's such a meaningful form of adoption. It changes people's lives because they can see what an incredible difference they made in the life of this little creature who needed them. And it makes them so happy to know that they made such an important difference. And so it really is such a special thing. And it becomes, you know, almost a little bit addicting. (laughs) You know, you just want to jump ahead to the best part and take in a dog maybe over the age of six or seven. I know here Dr. Heather can speak to this, but, you know, veterinarians will consider a dog to be a senior dog at about age six for a larger breed or about age seven for a smaller breed dog. And that's true for physiological reasons. But of course, anyone who's had a dog knows that, you know, a dog at that age may have years and years of adventure ahead. And they're also much calmer at that point. They're really focused on you. They're just so happy and content to be with you. (laughs) And and puppies are fabulous too. And they're fun and adorable and cute. It's just that they have so much energy. It's kind of like having a baby. Um, They need so much help and so much work and so much training. And and for a lot of people with busy lifestyles, a slightly older animal can make a lot of sense. It could be a really great fit. I mean, I see it in my house. We have four dogs and the oldest, Albie, is a senior rescue. And while the other three are running around like lunatics, he's chill, hanging out, watching (laughs) them all go nuts, knowing he doesn't need to do that. He's happy just having me pet him and being by my side. And it is so, so true. And it's when you have other dogs that are so active, it's kind of a relief to have a dog that doesn't need to do all that, right? You have two seniors too. I do. And they're sleeping right next to me. One of them is snoring slightly. That might come through on the radio interview. (laughs) Right, right. But they're so happy and content and, and they're with me all the time. Yes. I mean, Jody, could I interject something? Please. Uh, my dog, Maddie, I was watching the gardener's truck to be sure it was gone before I let her out in the backyard to do her business. And so I saw the truck was gone, let her out, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and she's not coming back. And then this horror came over me. I wonder if he left the gate open. And I go there. The gate is open, but she's sitting right at the front door waiting for me. 
She didn't run away. Anything. She is so grateful to be at my house that she was saying, when are you going to come get me? She's not going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, she said, I want to be here. I'm not roaming the streets ever again. That's right. That's right. Bless her. The hardest thing for me in this book, as all of you could probably attest to having read it, is choosing a couple of stories to highlight because I love them all. But I have because I had to. And Laura, I would love for you to read a passage from a couple of them. Remy's story made me laugh out loud. I mean, here you have three senior nuns in their 70s and 80s, as feisty and determined as anyone, taking on a senior pit bull. Please read us a bit about Remy and his story. Okay. That chapter begins, it's not every day that three women in their 70s and 80s walk into an animal shelter and tell the executive director they'd like to see a dog nobody wants. But to sisters Veronica Mendez, Virginia Johnson, and Alice Goldsmith, nuns from Sisters of Our Lady of Christian Doctrine in Nyack, New York, their request made perfect sense. Why not adopt one of the animals most in need? That mindset led them to Remy, a nine-year-old pit bull that had been overlooked by shelter visitors for more than three months. As soon as I saw the sign that said nine years, I said, this is the one. No one is going to want this one recalled Sister Veronica, a vivacious 71-year-old with iron-colored hair and a no-nonsense demeanor. The nun's connection with the dog was immediate. Remy was docile, Remy was sweet, and when given a moment to mingle with the sisters at the shelter, Remy leaned her head into Sister Virginia's chest and sighed. She just got right up there, said Sister Virginia, age 79. She said, this must be my new family. Ah. And you're going to have to buy the book to read the rest of Remy's story. And it is wonderful, as is all the stories. But these are the kinds of poignant, life-changing experiences that these various people around the country went through when they brought a senior into their lives. I'm not sure everyone knows about what a softy George Clooney turned out to be for senior rescues, <laughs> especially for Einstein. I mean, the lanes he went to to make sure that dog liked him were very sweet and charming and funny. Can you read us a bit of George and Einstein's story, if you would, Laura? Sure. Okay. Here's the beginning of the Einstein chapter. <laughs> a few years back, George Clooney decided he wanted a dog. As one of Hollywood's leading men, he could have any dog, be it a Westminster contender or an exotic breed from overseas, but that's not what happened at all. Instead, George stumbled upon an online video of an older, upbeat dog with a sad past, and he swooned. The dog was Einstein, a black cocker spaniel with chronically dry eyes, a thyroid condition, and a fetching, worldly-wise smile. Einstein's smile didn't always light up his face so effortlessly. When he showed up at a shelter in San Bernardino, California, he was an obese, unneutered stray. At the time, the shelter was so overwhelmed with incoming animals that two-thirds of them got put down within days. Einstein found himself in a crowded kennel where a big chow mix barked and lunged at him. His rolls of fat were shaking and he was terrified, back to do a tight corner in the small kennel space, recalled Kathy Stanley, founder of the group Camp Cocker Rescue. I knew I had to get him the heck out of there. No way was I leaving him behind. We humans have much to learn from dogs, including this lesson from Einstein. When life becomes unbearable, maintain an open heart. People can be kind and things can get better. Much, much better. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> and you'll have to buy the book to read more about what happened, what actually what George did to ensure that Einstein loved him and what <laughs> happened at his house and how he reacted to it, which just showed the kind of guy he was. So, uh, but needless to say, he and Einstein are living happily ever after. There's another couple that you've certainly all heard about the empire that he's built, but you probably don't know what he and his wife have done for animals. And I'm talking about the Nordstrom's of the famed retail chain Nordstrom's. This is a powerful and wealthy couple who not only talk the talk of animal rescue, but they walk the walk and they roll up their sleeves and they get dirty. Laura, tell us a bit about Bruce and Jeannie and what they've done for animals in need. Well, you know, for nearly 30 years now, Bruce Nordstrom and his wife, Jeannie Nordstrom, have personally provided care to hundreds and hundreds of animals. And just as you said, it's not a matter of just writing a check to different organizations that do the work. They want to get involved and do the work themselves. And they have taken in many senior dogs. They've also helped senior farm animals. They actually built a little farm and, and they have a farm for rescued farm animals that they own. They've taken in more than a thousand tiny little homeless kittens that needed to be fostered. And in the uh, back sometimes they'll bottle feed those in a back right? bedroom of their condo where they live in Seattle. They've bottle fed kittens. They take in, you know, litter after litter of kittens all the time. They're always fostering them. <laughs> and it's almost impossible to stress how much the Nordstrips have done for animal welfare. And they're so unassuming and so low-key about it. So the chapter in the book about the Nordstroms is one of my favorite chapters in the whole My Old Dog book because it's so unexpected and it's very astonishing and life-affirming. And I think people will really, you know, be surprised when they read it. Yeah, it's inspiring, certainly, uh, as well. You also have celebrity dogs included in My Old Dog who've done a lot to bring more attention to adopting seniors like Marnie the dog, who, are you ready, folks, has 1.9 million Instagram followers, and Susie, that beautiful, adorable dog who recently passed, unfortunately, of Susie's senior dogs. What was it like to meet Marnie and Susie, Laura, and tell listeners what Susie inspired her parents to do? Well, both Marnie and Susie, they're two of the coolest dogs I've ever, ever met. They were so calm and funny, and they were loaded with personality and very soft and huggable and very, very chill. <laughs> you could hold them. And they, were, they were so much fun to spend time with, and I'm so honored that we got to include them in the book because they've actually, each in their own ways, you know, they've made a very, very big difference. For In Marnie's case, as a true internet celebrity, it's hard to believe that this little dog used to be in a shelter, languishing at a shelter. Nobody wanted her. And her shelter nickname used to be Stinky. And it's just remarkable to me that this you know, young woman, Shirley Braha, decided to adopt Marnie and take her in. It was her very first dog. There was something about Marnie. She just had a, felt that she needed to go get this dog. And she traveled quite a distance to get her from a shelter in Connecticut. And she did it. And together, they've had so many adventures and have met so many people and have really carried a, an important message about how much an older shelter animal can still have to offer for crying out loud, look at how much Marnie's done exactly. and how much fun she's had. And meanwhile, Susie belongs to Brandon Stanton, who is the creator of Humans of New York. Humans of New York is a very, very well-known you know, blog and book page and book, multiple books now, and, and it's had a huge impact with quite a following. But a few years back, um, back in 2011 or so, Brandon Stanton was walking around New York doing his photography work that he does, talking to people and taking their photographs. And he saw Susie 
sitting on a stoop. I thought she was just the coolest dog he'd ever seen. She's a tiny little funny looking dog. She had a really wispy mohawk. And he took a photo of her, even though his blog was called Humans of New York, he included her. <laughs> And one of his posts and said that this is the coolest dog I've ever seen. And one thing led to another. A few days later, he was in that neighborhood again, and somebody approached him and said, hey, I saw you photographing my dog, and I can't keep my dog anymore. It seemed like you really liked her. Would you like to take her? And so he did. And um, she was thought to be, you know, about 11 at the time, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. anyway, he took in this little older dog and, and it he changed was sleeping, his life. he was sleeping on a friend's couch at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was young. He was, you know, yeah, maybe in his mid-20s, couch surfing, didn't even have a permanent place. But there was something about Susie and just kind of like there was something about Marnie. <laughs> right. They just felt drawn to these dogs. And so he did it. He took, he took her in and she was so laid back. He could take her around in a bag with him in different places. And, and he had this friend and his girlfriend, now fiance, Aaron O'Sullivan, just couldn't believe how much happiness this dog brought into their, both of their lives. And it got her thinking, you know, why are people so down on senior dogs? Why do people overlook them? This is crazy. So she decided to start a Facebook page called Susie Senior Dogs. And that page has taken off. I mean, it didn't start until 2014. It hasn't really been around that long. But in the time that it has been around, I mean, right now, I believe that it has, it's, it's closing in on 600,000 followers. And what Susie Senior Dogs does on Facebook is connects homeless shelter dogs, you know, many of whom have been languishing a very long time in shelters. And it puts out a post about these dogs and it gets them adopted. And even, and sometimes the dog will find a home many states away, but that dog will find a home because of the advocacy and the promotion that it's getting through this Facebook page. It's just this network of getting these dogs homes. And so it's helped hundreds of dogs find home, find homes now. And it's all, it all started because of the inspiration of little teeny Susie with her little wispy mohawk. Yeah, yeah, she is a cutie pie. You'll be able to see pictures of these dogs and their humans on the Bark and Swagger page of Pet Life Radio. And anyone interested in adopting a senior, definitely check out Susie Senior Dog's Facebook page. Madeline, life is so much different now for you. Tell it, listeners how it's changed and what are the kinds of things you're doing now that without Maddie, you might never have done. Well, when I finally got back my personality, I guess you could say, because uh, I was so alone and not interacting socially, I began to move out socially again. And I took started taking bridge lessons, line dancing. Uh, I go to a, a trainer once a week. I'm involved in different classes. And it's just a new life. And what it is, is it's a life that has an identity for me again. I didn't know my identity. When I lost my husband, I was Ron's wife. I was my kid's mom. And suddenly I was all by myself, and I didn't know who I was. But I got this little dog, and they organize you. Like, she wants her walk, you know? And and then it's time to eat. And then we go everywhere together. We go to Half Moon Bay, uh, which is near the ocean. We walk the streets. Uh, People come up to me all the time. It's it's a what shall I say a, a full life. Yes, that's beautiful. It was. Uh, I didn't know if I even wanted to exist with nothing going on in my home or life. And and what I noticed is sometimes as I was recovering from so many losses, my dog sleeps in a kennel. But I would get very kind of not being able to sleep, so I'd take her out and put her in bed, and she would curl up like in a, right next to me and calm me down, and we'd sleep the whole night. Aww. So uh, great comfort to me, and it's a new life. In fact, I met another senior who was very depressed when her dog died, and she went to Muttville and got a dog. 
Oh, so, that's fantastic. So you're spreading the love. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. good, good. She, she saw the change in me, and then she said, you know, I'm going to do it too. And then Aww. she went to Montville and got a senior dog. Fantastic. If you're thinking about adopting a senior pet, and you've heard many stories now about how they've, they've brought a fullness and a richness to people's lives, first of all, bless you. And there are things also to consider, to look for, and to know. Dr. Heather, would you please give us advice on that? Well, the first thing is to make sure that you're ready for the commitment of, even just in your home, of being prepared for a senior dog. Some of them, you know, the six-year-old dogs, they hardly need anything. They just, just like everyone said, they just need a warm place to sleep, good food, love. They should be tested for some diseases. A lot of the shelters already do that. Things like heartworm disease, intestinal parasites fleas and ticks, all that should be taken care of by the shelter, but do double check. Some of those diseases can be spread to people, especially older people or or people that are immunocompromised. So get them all vetted. And if you're looking for a vet, my favorite organization is the American Animal Hospital Association. They accredit veterinary hospitals, meaning that hospitals voluntarily allow the American Animal Hospital Association to come into their hospital and they evaluate them on over 900 standards that are important for animal care. And only 12 to 15% of hospitals are accredited. That's not very many. We have about 3,500 hospitals in the country, uh, actually in North America. But these vets are really go above and beyond. So check out aha.org, A-A-H-A.org, to find an accredited hospital near you. And then once you get to the vet, they'll do a once-over. For these older dogs, though, they may ask you some maybe odd questions that you wouldn't have thought of before, asking you about mobility, like how easy is it for your new dog to jump up on the couch or climb stairs or jump into the car. And not being able to do those things may be signs of early arthritis. And there are some great supplements and also pain medications that can really help our dogs get the bounce back in their steps. Just like Maddie, a lot of senior dogs can have dental issues. It's easy to fix, either with home care, teeth brushing, special diets. Sometimes they need to have their teeth cleaned. It does more to improve their quality of life than almost anything. Because you think about how uncomfortable a toothache can be. And some of these dogs suffer from multiple toothaches. And then a lot of dogs can be overweight, too, since they've been laying around in a shelter. So talk to your vet about how your dog's body condition is. It can be sometimes hard to tell if a dog's overweight. So that's a great screening test um, that your vet can do, and then they can help adjust and give you a good diet plan for them. But really, none of this stuff is all that difficult. We're talking about screening for arthritis, dental disease, and obesity. And those are your top three issues we see in older dogs, and and they're very easy to get under control. And after that, you've got a dog that could just live for years and years and years, especially with all the love and gratitude that they feel. Absolutely. Don't they also have some pretty great brain-enhancing supplements these days for seniors? There are. There's actually, it's a very Brain good function. Point. Yeah. Yeah. There are some supplements. There's also Science Diet has come out with a, a BD diet, B as in brain, B as in diet, that can help. Also doing things kind of like senior citizens playing, doing crossword puzzles, Sudoku, those kind of things. Our dogs do well when they're challenged with puzzles. I love playing with puzzles with my dogs where they have to find food or you hide food inside a treat toy or an actual puzzle like google that and you'll be your mind will be blown with all the different ways that you can encourage a dog to use their brain to find food Uh, and that that definitely improves their quality of life as well 
Fantastic. Thank you so much, Dr. Heather. Things are improving. I think with celebrities building awareness, books like My Old Dog, organizations like the Gray Muzzle Organization, they're all making a difference. I know that I was talking recently with Lisa Lunghofer, who's the executive director of Gray Muzzle, and she told me that they're seeing a tremendous increase in the number of nonprofits that are interested in starting or expanding their programs specifically focused on senior dogs. So, and they, in the last, uh, the most recent grant cycle, received more than 160 proposals from animal welfare organizations around that. So things are moving in the right direction. And that's very, very encouraging. Unfortunately, we're out of time. This has been wonderful. I want to thank each of you for being here today and helping to bring even more awareness to the joys of sharing your life with a senior. Uh, The book is called My Old Dog. Rescued Pets with Remarkable Second Acts. Laura, where can people buy My Old Dog? It's available at most bookstores and on um, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and anywhere else you might want to buy books. (laughs) Fantastic. Go out and get it. It's awesome. Madeline, thank you so much for spending your time with us today and wishing you and Maddie many, many more years of a joy of living together as best buds. Dr. Heather, uh, where can people find you and learn more about Senior Pets again? AHA.org. That's A-A-H-A.org. Uh, go into the pet owner side of the page and type in Senior Pet and a whole bunch of resources will pop up. Perfect. Thank you, ladies, so, so much. Thanks, Jody. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks. And thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter, who makes us sound so good. Thank you, Mark. My passion is living stylishly, so tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, and styles I love, and rescue stories I love, too. And don't forget to visit me at BarkAndSwagger.com, where you'll find great fashion and shelter stories and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, Bark and Swagger. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.